Welcome, friends, to Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. We bring you the greatest female voices in the music industry, from the artists, songwriters, and producers, to managers and executives, and all the women who make the music industry what it is today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Crazy Women Country. I'm Donna, and today I am here with the awesome Ash Taylor. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I I am doing wonderful. Um, It is warm and hot in Florida, as always. So how's the uh, weather in Tennessee there? It's hot, and it is humid. Um, Really humid. And, uh, you know, it's it's starting to get really pretty here, though. Like, all the flowers are starting to bloom, and it's just so pretty. But you know, the downside of when everything blooms and it just is gorgeous is uh, the pollen and everything here. So uh, yeah, I think everyone's complaining about just allergies, but uh, allergies and humidity, it's quite the combination. So <laughs> I will apologize a few weeks ago. Someone told me it was like uh, winter weather up there and I still send some warm thoughts that way. And I said the humidity, I tried to at least it's still, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Literally a couple weeks ago, it like, we had like snow on the ground. And now it's like 80 degrees and it's just like, I don't know, Tennessee weather, you never know what it's going to be like. It's really weird. (laughs) Oh, it's beautiful. So we love to start off with the most difficult question. Mm. Who is Ash Taylor? Oh, wow. You just, you go right for it, don't you? (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And then it gets easier. You're out. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Um, You know, I feel like they're depending on like where I was at in life, I could answer that in a lot of different ways. And, uh, I feel like the first thing that people would expect me to say is to say what I do. And so in that case, I would say Ash Taylor is a singer songwriter. Um, and, and and that's definitely what I do, but you know, I also would add like, you know, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, I'm a big sister, uh, I'm a dog mom. I'm, you know, all, all of these different things. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Ash Taylor is a lot of things to a lot of different people, but honestly, deep down, I think she's just this chick that really likes to drink PBR and write country songs and just enjoy life. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I am, basically. I love that. That's the best one-liner. If you want to summarize it, that was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so why don't you tell us about your recent release or EP, Bakersfield? Yes. Um, super excited about it. So we just released a four song EP, um, titled Bakersfield. Uh, so it's basically named after my hometown. Uh, I'm from Bakersfield, California. And, uh, for those, you know, listening, who maybe don't know, I basically come from a very musical farm town. So Bakersfield back in the seventies was essentially the original Nashville. And so we're like the birthplace of Merle Haggard and, you know, Buck Owens and the Bakersfield Sounds and later on had guys like Dwight Yoakam come out and all that. So, uh, yeah, so I, I felt like it was just kind of appropriate to name the EP after basically where I'm from and where everything just kind of started. Um, so, yeah, we have four songs on there. The title track, uh, Bakersfield, is really cool. Um, that I basically wrote uh, my first day here in Nashville. And, uh, you know, there's a couple other songs on there that I'm just really proud of. And I either wrote or co-wrote all of them. And uh, it was just, it's a really cool journey just to have music out there and just to kind of see people react to it and, and everything. It's been really great to have. Absolutely. I love Bakersfield. 
I just love Thanks. lyrically. I'm like, and you just feel like, you know, it just makes you feel like you belong there, especially growing up in a small town oh. myself, you know, just makes you feel like you belong there. even though I've never been there. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool to hear. Uh, you know, you're not the first person to say that to me, um, which I think is great though, because, you know, I like, like I said, I wrote that song my very first day in Nashville and kind of like the story behind it is I basically sold everything I owned and I got on a plane and I came out here to Nashville to pursue music and I didn't know anyone. I didn't have a job. I had nothing. I just, I wanted to make music. And so I left my home and I came out and uh, the first place I went when I got off the plane was I went to the country music hall of fame and museum here in downtown Nashville. And uh, I remember just being like super awestruck by Nashville for the first time. You know, it's like, I'm seeing all these buildings that I've read about music row and I'm just like all in the hype. And so we walk in the doors of, you know, this museum and I'm essentially um, talking about, man, you know, Bakersfield, I just come from this little farm town. Like I should have came here years ago. Look at how cool all this is. And um, I basically walked into the museum though, as I'm talking all this stuff, you know, like a punk kid I was. And uh, I remember looking up and there's this giant banner. I mean, just like huge. And it said now exhibiting the Bakersfield sounds and how it, Oh, Man, so I spent my whole first day in Nashville, essentially walking around the Country Music Hall of Fame Museum, having them tell me how cool my hometown was. And and they're right. I mean, it is. And so I went home, uh, you know, that night where I was staying and I picked up my guitar and I wrote that song in less than an hour. And it, I mean, it's just completely if you listen to the lyrics, it's literally just me telling you my life story. But what I think is cool is like you said, people hear it and it's like you could replace Bakersfield with any other city, you know, small town in America. And it's like, that's, that's how other people feel about their hometown. So I think, I think that's just so cool though, how I can write something personal, but yet people kind of seem to relate to it. And it's just like, man, how great is music? You know, it's, it's awesome. It's definitely yeah. a universal language. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. So powerful. Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk about the other, another song off there. And okay. um, I think uh, Tigger's coming to visit. Tigger says hi. Cause she's like, hi, Tigger. Meowing. Oh, he's so cute. Okay. <laughs> so cute. Oh. So we're going to have to talk about cake because, you know, that song, uh, it's just a great song. There's, there's oh, nothing okay. more to it, but it is an awesome song. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that, you know, um, that it, it's so funny now, like looking back. So I wrote that and how the whole idea came about and everything is I was dating this guy. He was honestly just a big jerk from the start just big jerk. And, uh, uh, it was my birthday and I was hanging out with some friends and this guy basically stood me up on my birthday. And so, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm eating my birthday cake and, uh, maybe I was drinking a little bit, you know, but, uh, you know, we're all sitting there and, uh, my friends are talking to me and they're like, this guy's such a jerk. Like, you know, why are you with him? What are you going to do? And so basically I I was like talking to my friends and I was just like, you know what? you're right. That guy's a jerk. I'm going to dump him. I'm going to move on. Like I deserve way better. And you know, mind you, as I'm having this whole conversation, I'm eating birthday cake. And, uh, so finally I said, I just, I just want a man to look at me. Like I look at cake and everyone started laughing. It was hilarious. And so I wrote that idea down on my phone. And the next day I just sat down, uh, just me and my guitar and I just wrote the song and it, you know, I finished it and I actually kind of thought it was dumb. I really did. I thought it was just kind of this cheesy, I don't know, kind of like thing. And I thought, oh, no, I don't really like this. And then um, I played it for one of my roommates and they loved it. They, they thought it was great. So then that encouraged me to play it out like a couple of times. And I tell you what, it took one time of me just getting on stage and playing that song. 
everyone sung the hook back, everyone laughed, everyone got it. And it just kind of grew to being my most requested song. And so I was like, well, you know what? It's really fun. So, uh, so yeah. So, I mean, that, that's kind of the underdog song that I feel like, because it's something I thought would never really work. Um, but my gosh, did it. And, And the stories that I hear from women, I think are so cool where it's like, I can't tell you how many times I get a message or someone will come meet me in person. And they're like, man, this guy stood me up or, you know, this guy did that. And, it's just hilarious. Like to see just, again, music just uniting people and the stories that they share with me. And it's like, oh, so awesome. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that song. And, and that's what I said. It, it is a great song. And if y'all haven't heard it yet, you can go to ashtaylor.com and check it out. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it is just so much fun. And so I'm, I'm not that I'm glad he stood you up, but I'm kind of glad he stood you up because he didn't deserve you, obviously. And oh, you're so you wrote a killer song. So, you know, you know, it's a win-win. And now I will say, you know, now, because, um, I got married last year. Um, and I, I married like legitimately the greatest human being on the planet. So I think now I just really feel like I kind of got the upper hand. Cause not only did I dump this loser, but I wrote a great song, made a bunch of money off of that song. And now I'm married to this really great guy who would never stand me up and was just always there and awesome. So, um, yeah, I think I won that one. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it works. It works. If, if, if there's anywhere that we can use a hashtag winning, it is right now. I'm right here. Especially <laughs> right with that song. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, thank you, Donna. You're welcome. So tell us, who are some of the women that have inspired you to do music? Oh, um, Brandi Clark. That, that, um, I love Brandi Clark. I love her writing. Um, every time I listen to a song of hers, it just, I want to, pick up a guitar and I want to try to write like that. I think her songwriting is incredible. Um, I think my first love is uh, Gretchen Wilson. Uh, I've told the story a couple of times and uh, it's just so true. So I remember being 13 years old and I was in my grandparents' mobile home. Okay. And uh, they always had on country music television. My grandparents, my, my grandmother, especially is like the reason how I know everything about country music, uh, is because that's just what they listened to. And they were huge fans. And so, uh, and then my grandparents double wide and they have country music television on CMT and I'm 13 years old. And this chick named Gretchen Wilson came flying off of that four wheeler. And she started singing about being a redneck woman. And I literally looked at her and I turned to my grandma and I said, that is what I want to be when I grow up. And she was like a redneck. And I was like, Hell yeah. Yeah. And so seriously though, Oh, I, man, I wanted to be Gretchen Wilson for so long. I thought she was so cool. And, um, she was just unlike other women that I'd seen, you know, she wasn't this like really pretty petite blonde, even though I thought those women clearly were gorgeous and loved their music, but she just, man, she was attitude like to the max. And I just thought she was great. Um, I would also have to add on to that list, uh, Loretta Lynn, uh, the first, country song I ever heard in my life was Cole Miner's Daughter. Um, I think Loretta Lynn is just super underrated as a songwriter. I mean, the songs that she writes, especially for her time, like, my God, was she ahead of her time. Um, Dolly Parton. I don't think any woman would be here without Dolly Parton. I mean, what a lady. Um, But yeah, I mean, those are definitely, I think, the women that I think really, really, uh, really, I think just kind of lit, you know, like a fire under me where it's like, I would watch them do things. And it's like, man, I wonder if I could do that one day, you know, and it's, they just really put a fire in me to move to Nashville and to pick up a guitar and to write songs and, you know, try to just 
also like encouraged me, I would say to like be myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think women like that are just a rarity and, um, super blessed to have them. Totally. And those are some amazing women that you mentioned. Yeah. And yes, I remember when Gretchen Wilson came out, I was like, yes, this is what we need women. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. We just want to be ourselves. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And like I said, that's just the thing. I mean, you know, I, I had no idea how, you know, about half the things she was singing about, you know, but it's like, uh, you know, to me at 13, it's like, well, I've never drank a beer. You know, she'd sing about when I think about cheating, I'm like, I don't even know what that means, but like, man, she was just so cool. Um, another woman I, I, I just thought of too, that I definitely have to give props to And I think this is one, maybe a lot of women maybe don't know about, but, uh, I taught myself how to play guitar out of a Hal Leonard guitar method book, like a teach yourself thing. And I was just obsessed with it. But, uh, one of the things that I kind of really dove into is, uh, Maybelle Carter. So that's June Carter, Johnny Cash's wife, mother. Um, but she invented this thing called, uh, you know, Carter picking and it's incredible, but I mean that, I think she was like the first real woman in country music or just for me, a woman in general, right. Where I would watch videos of her actually playing guitar and be like, wow, wait, like we can do that. Like that's, that's cool. And, uh, yeah, she's definitely, I think just a huge inspiration though. Huge, just incredible talent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another great one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many great women out there in general. And I'm sure we could probably sit here and talk all day about other women too, that just even some up and coming, you know, that are, you know, not so, you know, they're going to say, look, this is me, this is it. And, you know, they're going to stick yes. to their guns a little more. And, and then historically when the, the companies have been like, oh no, you have to do this. And they're going to be like, no, no, no. So, right. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll and, give some, but they're not going to break down who they are anymore. I think. Yeah. I think times have definitely changed. And that's, that's one thing that I honestly admire. I mean, I think so many of my artist friends here in Nashville are just crazy talented. And I see a lot of them really doing that for themselves. Uh, I think my favorite, like current artist, like if I had to pick one female that's like on country radio and doing her thing, just someone that I personally admire, it would have to be Lainey Wilson. Um, I know she's, you know, clearly newer. I love her songwriting. I love her stage presence. Um, that girl is just, I mean, that is just her and you can tell it's just super authentic and I am obsessed with her and just proud to say, I mean, that's a, that's a sister right there in country music. Who's just literally killing it. I mean, she's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So would you like to get into our 20 crazy questions? <laughs> I love 20 crazy questions. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> All right. I promise we won't get arrested yet. Oh, that's good. <laughs> What's the last thing you read? Uh, Buck Owens uh, biography, Buckham. Uh, I've been reading that it's a fantastic read and I would highly suggest it to anyone, whether you're a Buck Owens fan or you're just really into music. Uh, so many gems in that book. Great read. Thanks for the, the reading, uh, plug there. I love it. Hypothetically. Yeah. If I came to you and said, I need to hide a dead body. Do you know a good place? I'd say, Donna, you barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, here's right, the you just got me arrested. Thanks. I'm, I'm the worst <laughs> crime. Yeah. You don't ask me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mental health. I, like, I literally I don't even know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I need to hide out at your house. Can I do that? Oh, I, I'd be smart enough to say no. Uh, and then go watch a bunch of murder mystery shows to try to figure out where to tell you to put it. But yeah, I, I guess I should watch more of that stuff on TV, right? Get better ideas. 
so good. It's all good. I think we have some people that already have that pat down and ready to roll. And I'm like, okay, that makes me a little nervous, but all good. Yeah. All good. You're, you're probably really prepared if we need to hide a dead body. That really says something. Yes. But hey, yes. yay, at least they know the answer. Someone that's prepared apparently for everything. So yeah. What is the best concert or the top two concerts you've ever been to? Oh, uh, number one, hands down, Garth Brooks. Um, I sat in the back of Grinstone Rita. And when I say the back, I mean, not even the nosebleeds. Like my back was to the back wall of the arena. And I thought I was standing three feet away from him. I mean, just incredible entertainer. Um, Just, I literally sit and took notes the whole day on how I wanted to do a live show. I mean, just incredible. So I would say Garth Brooks is number one. Um, Number two would definitely be, I saw Loretta Lynn at the Ryman for her uh, 85th birthday a couple years ago. And, uh, I, the way that she would just sit and tell stories, I could just sit and listen all day and the way she just held people in the palm of her hand. Um, but I definitely say those are my top two concerts. Beautiful. Yeah. What's the first thing you would do if you won the lottery? Um, I'd buy a house. I would pay off any debt. I'd probably clearly put out a new album and all that stuff. And I would go buy my dream guitar which is a uh, Gibson SJ 200 Bob Dylan model in case anyone wants to know. <laughs> so I'd buy lots of gear. Yeah. Now accepting guitars, if you're all interested. Yeah. Now accepting guitars. Yeah. <laughs> Send you my address. DM me for details. Oh. Tell us something on your bucket list. Uh, I would love before I die to play the Opry and to play the Ryman. If I could, if I could play those two in my lifetime, I, uh, I think I could die happy. Well, I hope I can be in town for when you're playing both of those, because I would love to be. Yes, there. absolutely. We'll definitely have it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. if I could do those two, I'd be, I'd be very happy. Perfect. Tell us what job would you be terrible at? <laughs> um, I honestly think a lawyer, I really do. And, and my reasoning for saying that is, um, I don't really like to argue with people because I just kind of feel like you can't fix stupid. Um, so I don't think you just would, I, I just, you know, it's like people, yeah, I'm a, I, it's like, you know, you're trying to get someone off the hook for something and they clearly did it. And it's just like, well, I just kind of don't care. So I think I would be a horrible lawyer and um, I don't think anyone would want to hire me. So uh, yeah, just not my thing. So I probably be a bad lawyer. I love that. Yeah. Oh, and that's, that's a great, you know, you can't fix stupid. That's a great old can't saying. Fix yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. What is your game plan for zombie apocalypse? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if I really thought about that, to be honest. Um, I guess hope that I have lots of guns. Um, that I guess, I guess that would have to be it. That and uh, stay away from, you know, zombies and just, I don't know, survive. But, uh, Maybe I should go put together a game plan. (laughs) Really making me think today, Donna. All the all the questions. Yeah, I'm I'm telling you, some of these are difficult. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's all about being prepared for some of these. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. Of course, if it's zombie apocalypse and dead bodies, I'm pretty sure that's going to just it goes hand in hand. uh, Human or zombie dead bodies? I'm not sure. More than likely, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're not going to have to worry about it then. They're just going to be laying wherever, right? Yeah. So what? 
Uh, what album or artist should we listen to before we die? Uh, I'm feeling common theme today. I'm feeling deaf here. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> album or artist to listen to before you die. I I think everyone should listen to uh, Brandy Clark's uh, Big Day in a Small Town. I think that I think that whole album is a masterpiece, and I think that would be a good one. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So off the newer album of hers, I'm going to ask this question. This is a sidebar. Yeah. Do you have a favorite song off there? Because I mean, when I first time I heard long walk, I was totally hooked. I'm like, that is something I would have said and heard in life, but the con the, you know, the, the cinder block yes. that just threw me over the edge. I was like, Oh my God, that was perfect. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, the way she did that is incredible. Um, off of the new record, if your life was a record, I have a lot of favorites. I definitely would say Long Walk is one of them. Um, I really, I really like who you thought I was. Uh, I really like the whole record. I mean, I, I know that sounds like so like, oh, but I think one of the reasons why Brandi Clark is one of my favorite artists is whenever she puts out a record, I just listen from front to back over and over and over again, because there's not a bad song on the record. And, um, you know, has like, I continue to do music and clearly grow and all that. It's like, I hope to be like that one day where hopefully someone, you know, can say, just you put on from start to finish and there's just not a bad song. And it's like that I feel like is the goal. And uh, she achieves that in such a cool way. And it's like her subject matter too, that she like writes about. It's just so different than anything else I ever hear. And it's just, I'm just like, in, like amazed by it all honestly like how she does it so yeah it's hard to pick one favorite off of that record though it really is it is I, I totally agree yeah yeah and, you know her and Lori McKenna have always been two mm. song singer songwriters specifically that I have always had that hard time with where it was front to back in albums and just or vice versa or just jumping around now that we have cds we can jump around skip around if we like yeah um, but you know yeah I have just same thing yeah it's hard. It's really hard. Who would play you in a movie about your life? <laughs> um, that's a really good question. Um, I can't say I know. Um, I think it would have to be somebody very determined, though, because I feel like in order to play me, you really have to get inside my my head and that can be a weird place sometimes so um I don't know but yeah I mean I don't know someone I guess who's just open to the task of a of just I guess just kind of getting inside my head and nailing my personality I have no idea though to be honest who that would be um yeah now I'm curious if anyone's listening and they they're like oh so and so should do it well you might want to message me and tell me that so (laughs) open auditions start soon y'all yeah open auditions yeah (laughs) yeah Oh, okay. So this one might be a little easier, but I'm not sure. Where's Waldo? Where's Waldo? (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, you know, at the time we're recording this, it's probably about five o'clock on a Monday. He's probably sitting over here in Nashville on the 440 in rush hour traffic. That's that's what I think. Okay, Nashville, tell us, did you get a picture of Waldo? Yeah. (laughs) I, I mean, yeah, everyone is stuck there that time of day. So uh, I would assume you'd probably just be there hanging out, just chilling. Good to know. I'll, I'll, next time I need traffic directions, when I know I'm going to be in town, I will call you. Call them. Yep. Yeah. 
would you rather cook or order in? Well, I don't, I don't really cook. Um, so I would, I would probably order in, but I married an amazing cook. So I'm pretty blessed to say we eat at home a lot and all the meals are wonderful. But, uh, if for some reason I'm in charge of dinner, it's probably just best for everyone. If I just order in, that's probably, <laughs> probably <laughs> you think in the shower. Uh, I do warm ups in the shower. Uh, so I make very weird sounds, I guess, but yeah, I, I don't think I really sing in the shower. I think I do more like vocal warm ups, as in like, I'm getting ready to go sing. So I'm going to do exercises and stuff and then walk in and sing in a studio or at a show or something, but no, I don't really sing in the shower. Well, awesome. Boots or heels? Boots, hands down. I I'm 5'11. I'm super tall. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't own a dress and I do not own a pair of heels. My entire closet is jeans and boots. Just that's it. That's it. I didn't even wear heels at my own wedding. I wore tennis shoes. I mean, that was, that's just keep it simple. So. I love that. I think I have a dress. I haven't worn it in forever though. Yeah, as soon as I stopped working, working out in the world, you know, five years ago, whatever it was, and started working from home, I was like, yep, there's no need to wear heels anymore. There's just not. uh, Slippers, man. Slippers, boots, tennis shoes. I mean, there's just so much more comfortable. Flip-flops. I see. And I know a lot of, like, girls really enjoy wearing heels, and it's like, hey, good for you. But, like, man, any any time in my life that I've ever worn them for, like, a day for some reason or whatever – I have always just regretted it. Like, I just don't find them comfortable. Same thing with dresses. Just, just not my thing. I'm just, no. Yeah. In your opinion, what's the best thing since sliced bread? Hmm. I'd have to say, food-wise, the pork nachos at Edley's Barbecue here in Nashville. I could destroy have you, have you been to nashville and gone there yet i've not gone i've been to nashville so we're gonna have to just have like a food gonna, day i'm gonna have to get to nashville and we're just gonna be like okay we're going for food and you're gonna have to yeah. be my tour guide i was gonna say next time you're in nashville i'm taking you to edley's and we're gonna have some pork nachos because um that definitely to me i think is like the best thing since sliced bread hands down i mean that is just that's pretty awesome it's pretty pretty good i'm a total foodie i love to eat so yeah that's we'll take you donna we got you Awesome. Awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm ready to come. Yeah. Great. I'll be there as soon as I can. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any guilty pleasure music? If so, what is it? <laughs> um, I don't know necessarily like if this is a, I want to, I don't know. I would have to say Celine Dion. I feel like a lot of people kind of hate, you know, uh, it's like, Oh, you listen to Celine Dion girl got some amazing vocals got some great songs um I think sometimes Dan and Shay too great songs great vocals uh I would say those are probably my two guilty pleasures that uh I don't know uh I kind of get I've kind of gotten a little bit of lit from people for listening to those but it's like hey when it's good it's good so yeah they're great musicians for sure yeah. And, and yes, her vocal range, amazing. And I'm sorry, but yeah. if you can sustain a more than 10 minutes, I'm sorry, there's three artists that have more than 10 minutes song that are like the top, you know, you have meatloaf, Taylor Swift yeah. and her. I'm like, come on. 
if you can sustain a 10 minute song and be still be awesome about yeah. it and everyone wants to listen to it i think you've hit some kind of level of of awesomeness i'm just yeah something i agree with you there so yeah it's a, a yeah it's like great music is just great music but if she can do that and that just puts her in a caliber all of her own and and she just still sounds like incredible to this day i'm just like you go girl but yeah i think i think celine dion is super impressive so what's the worst pizza topping <laughs> anchovies okay so how do you feel about pineapple oh i love pineapple if I order a pizza, it has uh, Italian sausage and pineapple on it every time. Pineapple on a pizza is just smart. It's delicious. But when people put things like anchovies or whatever, I'm just like, man, I don't, I don't know if I trust you. <laughs> like, it's kind of odd. <laughs> Gross. I agree with the anchovies. But the big debate yeah. has really been pineapple. So that's why I'm, I actually have been asking now, pineapple specifically. So <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. If you could be any person or position for the day, like a CEO or an accountant or doctor or something, who or what position would you want to be for the day and why? I'd like to be president for a day. I really would. Uh, I'm not a very political person, but I just wonder, like, if I could just be president for the day, I would just like to know what it's like. I just, I just want to know just a couple questions, you know, just, uh, you know, it's like, a, you know, do, do you get to push the red button if you get mad? Do you, you know, what, what meetings do you have? Do they actually like, you know, can I stay in the Lincoln bedroom? Like, is that, is that cool? Like, so yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be kind of fun just to be president for a day. Cause, uh, how many people get to do that? You know, not, not, not that many. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to be president for the day. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Are you good at keeping secrets? I would say, yeah. I think I am. I'm, I'm kind of not a dead body. Yeah. Yeah. No, not a dead body. Um, I think that's why though, I would tell you, I don't know where to hide it is because I'm terrible at keeping secrets or, well, you know, I'm so good at keeping secrets that it's like, you know, I, it would be hard for me to, you know, be honest. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I definitely think I'm probably very good at keeping secrets. I would say, I feel like I'm essentially like an old, an old dog. I'm just very loyal. So I feel like if someone tells me something in confidence, it's like, I never would want to betray that trust. And so I just keep my mouth shut and take it with me to the grave. So yeah, I, I like to keep secrets and respect friends' privacy. So at what age do you feel that you became an adult? <laughs> Am I one now? <laughs> maybe um, not. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Yeah. I, they force I us turned, to adult. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know what's so crazy is like there was a a time in life where I feel like I would have said 18 and then there's like another part of me that where I was like, well, when I turned 25, you know, I felt like I maybe really got like the idea together and I was like, Oh, I, I really am an adult. I kind of know what's going on. Um, but I just turned 30 and I'm going to have to say, I think I'm as close to being adult as I'm probably ever going to get. Um, I love being 30. I think it is the greatest thing. I, I don't know what exactly happened, but I feel like I turned 30 and it's just like, man, this is who I am. This is really great. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. And I, I just kind of feel, you know, probably the most together I've been. I just kind of feel probably, like I said, the closest I will ever be to being an adult. Um, but truth be told, like, you know, my, my husband will tell you, I'm really just a big, you know, like 12 year old uh, in a grown woman's body. I mean, yeah, I, I love to like 
play video games and, you know, eat pepperoni pizza or pineapple pizza or, you know, whatever. And I, I just like, I don't know. I like to enjoy, enjoy things. So I'm just, I'm a big kid, but yeah, but I guess I'm as close as I'll get. So there's nothing wrong with that. Who doesn't yeah. video games? Well, there are some people that don't love, I, I love video games too. So yeah. Oh yeah. I like, the, I like the old video games like Pac-Man, Galaga, um, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I'm there for that, but or the yeah, original Super it, Mario. Oh, that's a good one. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yes, totally. Oh. Do you have any words of wisdom you live by? If so, what are they? Um, well, other than you can't fix stupid that I said earlier, that I still think is a really good one. Um, I've always said that if you are the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. And I think, you know, that is something really important to remember because, you know, it's like iron sharpens iron. And so, you know, I think whether you're talking about yourself as a person, whether you're talking about being a musician or, you know, whatever it applies, I think if you can surround yourself with people who are, you know, um, encouraging you to keep green, you know, to stay green and to keep growing and to basically just surround yourself with people that want you to raise that bar. I think that is honestly the key to happiness and success. I really do. Um, I think sometimes people sell themselves short by making themselves the smartest and biggest person in the room. And I don't think that's wise. I don't think that's wisdom. So yeah. So don't be the smartest person in the room. Yeah. I would absolutely agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's, it's so funny because I work in, in data analytics and things like that. And yeah, I always have that conversation of, I will ask the questions and people are like, don't you already know the answer? I'm like, I'm asking the question because usually that breeds for more conversation because we don't yeah. always all know all the answers. And sometimes I might have part of the answer. I might not have all of it. I'm, that's not my goal is to be right. Yeah. It's, it's a team effort here. It's work. Oh, work absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think everything well, is that again, way. Just. I'm sure when you do that, like you said, it makes conversation grow. People learn things. Maybe they didn't know it just, it, yeah. again, it keeps people like keeping green and keeping, I mean, you know, growing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So in, that's I, in the modern day of work world, if you excuse me a minute, it's like that um, process improvements. That's what they, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's yeah. true. Yeah. I, I think it's funny sometimes too, because uh, I had someone the other day, I told them that like, I still take like voice lessons and I still like practice guitar and I'm like I take guitar lessons and it's like I'm always working to improve on everything and they're like well you kind of already do like music professionally why do you need to keep working at it and it's like because I just want to be the best that I can be you know what I mean and it's mm-hmm. it's like you know again it's like I surround myself with people that are way better than I am and it's like I do that intentionally because I want to learn and get to be on that level yeah. and then turn around and help someone else reach the same level you know that's yeah. that's the way I just think it should go so yeah the, good on Absolutely. you though Donna just yeah Absolutely. yeah totally agree Totally agree. So what else is happening for the rest of 2022? Um, getting some more music, playing some shows, all this yes. fun stuff happening. Uh, I know. I'm so, I'm really, really honestly pumped. So yeah, we, we have a, a lot of different things in the works and going on. Um, so I'm actually going into the studio here in a couple weeks and I'm going to be working on new music. Um, we're going to be a uh, working on that. I'm also working on doing like some videos and some different cool things. Um, I just launched actually, um, all new merch, uh, for anyone that's interested, they can check it out at ashtaylor.com. Um, something I just did that I'm really proud of and, and just continue to put a lot of time and work and effort in, um, is my fan club. Um, you know, clearly it's like so many people throughout the, the past couple of years, you know, it's like, maybe we didn't get to go see each other at a show or whatever, but just really wanted to like 
put in work and time to give back to the people that have essentially supported me through it all. And now that we are able to go back out and play shows and do all this, that kind of stuff with me. Um, so we launched um, a new fan club and it's called the bad ashes. Um, so we've had a bunch of people join and it's just a really cool community. Um, but yeah, and then we're going to be, um, hitting the road a bunch. Uh, we're, we're literally adding shows all the time, but it looks like we're going to be coming out to Florida at some point in the fall. Uh, I'm playing the bluebird in November. I'm going to be playing some stuff in Georgia, um, Tennessee, just kind of like just going out and doing all the things this year. And it just feels really great to be able to do music again after so many years not being able to with COVID and all. And uh, I'm just very blessed. And I think honestly more fired up to just go get to do what I love and just have fun with it and just excited to hug people and see people again. So yeah, just lots, lots of different things in the works though, for sure. I think you're right there. It's exciting to get back out there in general because, you know, there's a lot less restrictions and being able to just yeah. get out and do things again. It's, it's, you know, oh, yeah. I have no problem. Give me a shot every six months if you need to. I don't care. Let's, let's just go yeah. live life again and, you oh, know, absolutely. be as normal as we can, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So wonderful. Well, hopefully I can get to catch you this year and uh, come to Nashville yes. and we can do like a food segment as well because I'm a foodie as well. I love food. But we're going to, yeah. We yeah. got you. Yes. Yes. Same here. I'm excited. Yes. And if I end up coming to Florida, you have to show me where to eat. That's, that's the trade off there. Okay. Yes, ma'am. You got it. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, it's been a pleasure having you and thank you all for joining us for another episode. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode of Crazy Women Country, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly. And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter.